Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We'll be continuing today going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 3, and we're going to be starting verse number 9 today, which says, For what thanks can we render to God again for you? For all the joy wherewith we joy for your sakes before our God. Now, as the Apostle Paul tends to do throughout his epistles, he builds point upon point teaching various things as he is going along trying to make sure that individuals understand exactly what he has been saying and once they have that then he adds on the next piece now we've been looking here over these last few verses about how the apostle paul has been speaking about the issue of going to see them sending Timothy unto them in order to find out what was going on, to make sure that they were standing for the truth of the word of God rightly divided, that they were standing for the truth of the gospel message for today. The gospel message we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And how a person puts their trust in that and that alone is what gives someone salvation today. And this is the, what we have been looking at over the last couple of episodes, the issue of standing fast in this message. And now with the fact that the, he has found out that they have stood fast in that message, we see how Paul shifts into the issue of giving thanks Related to the fact that this is what was going on with them. Now, when we look through the scriptures, we see how the issue of giving of thanks is a very important aspect of what we are supposed to do as members of the body of Christ. Now, before we look at some of the passages that actually talk about that, we know how difficult it is at times for people to actually give thanks at times you know especially when things are going bad you know it's very easy for individuals to give thanks when things are going so well when things aren't going so well you know there are times where it becomes very difficult to actually be thankful for what is going on Now we see how Paul actually will talk about this and how there are many times when he brings up the issue of the giving of thanks that he is actually tying it in together with the issue of prayer. Now let's, we're here in the book of Thessalonians, let's turn over to chapter number 5 for a moment. This will be the first verse that we're actually going to look at related to this issue of the giving of thanks here. 
And we're going to read here verses 17 and 18, which say, Pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So it's the will of God that we would actually give thanks, and we're to give thanks in everything. You know, that doesn't mean just when things are going well. You know, when it says in everything, that means in everything. You know, in these last couple months have really tested the idea of individuals really feeling like that they could give thanks for what's going on. You know, when individuals you know, in various parts of the United States have had differing orders related to what's go- going on with them based on the whole COVID-19 situation, where some areas of the country have been, you know, pretty much, you know, not locked down or very few restrictions. Living here in New York, we've had a lot of restrictions going on. In fact, our area still hasn't even reached the phase one of opening. Hopefully, they, you know, things look like it might actually happen within the next week or so. But the idea is we still have to be thankful no matter what is actually going on. You know, so when when individuals have temporarily lost their jobs as a result of this, you know, there's still to be a thankfulness that a member of the body of Christ should have. And when we look at that, we start struggling with the idea of what is it that we can even be thankful for? And that's a question that so many people will start to ask when things are going bad to say, well, how can I still be thankful when things are going bad? Well, the first part of what we're thankful for is what the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross at Calvary, taking care of the issue of sin, giving us access to be able to receive his righteousness, being able to have a path to where we could actually receive salvation. Those are things that we can truly be thankful for. And we should be thankful for those things. And when we're offering up our prayers to God, you know, prayer is not just you know the equivalent of rubbing the, the lamp and the genie popping out and getting three wishes, and that's what prayer is. Prayer is our communication with God, making requests known, and having those interpreted by the Holy Ghost. And we see how our prayer life is impacted. If we go over to Philippians chapter number 4, we're going to see how Paul's going to bring up something here related to prayer, and he's going to tie in, again, the issue of thanksgiving with this discussion. And here in Philippians chapter number 4, we're going to read verses 6 and 7. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. 
And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, when we look at this passage and we see the word, it says, be careful for nothing. You know, a word that we would use that would describe the idea of what careful actually means in that definition, a word that matches that would be the idea of being anxious or worrying about things. That we're not to have that anxiety or worry about things going on. You know, and those are emotions that happen, you know, sometimes when things are going really bad, sometimes when things are, you know, feel like they're way out of the control of the individual that there's anxiety, there's worry that comes up. And here's the Apostle Paul saying, you're not to have it. And it doesn't matter what it is that you're facing. You're not to have that emotional response because in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So no matter what the situation is, we have prayer and supplication being combined with the issue of thanksgiving, which results in our request being made known unto God. Now, when Paul says everything, he literally means everything. And I have to say that, you know, I have said that, you know, in quite a few of these episodes. Because there are individuals out there that will start to teach you that there are things that you shouldn't be praying for because you really should only be praying for spiritual things. And then avoid praying for any of the physical things that are going on. And there are so many verses in Paul's epistles that prove that he was praying for physical things. And when he says, in everything, he literally means in everything. He does. If he said to only pray for spiritual things, it would say, but in every spiritual thing. It wouldn't say in everything. But we offer up these prayers. We have it you know, combined with thanksgiving and the end result is that the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the issue is that we have this thanksgiving that we are supposed to be demonstrating as part of who we are this is you know what we read in the passage over in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, that this is the will of God for us. Let's turn over here to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And we're going to see, again, the Apostle Paul talking about the issue of thanksgiving here. And we're going to read verse number 15 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. It says, For 
all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. And the issue of what Paul's bringing up is that there's a grace that's being extended and that the thanksgiving of many, that there are many people who are demonstrating the thanksgiving that's supposed to happen. These individuals following exactly what the word of God actually says and how it is that a member of the body of Christ is supposed to be living their life. We see how Paul describes this. And we're going to use two passages now to kind of combine, think of what he's looking at. We're going to turn to Ephesians chapter number 5. And we're also going to turn to Colossians chapter number 3. And we're going to see how in these two passages that there's an instruction here on you know, part of the practical outworking of our life. And we're going to start in Ephesians 5. We're going to read starting in verse 18 and go down through verse 21. Verse 18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, the issue of the speaking to ourselves and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, the giving thanks always for all things and the submission, all of that is a result of what verse 18 says of be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that phrase, be filled with the Spirit, is something that so much of Christianity really struggles on what that actually means. Because individuals will read that and immediately think that this is what was happening in Acts chapter number 2, or the things that you see in so many, you know, churches today of where, you know, somebody goes, I'm being filled with the Spirit. And then they start, you know, babbling in tongues or, you know, flopping on the f- floor like a fish or doing all these other things of, you know, trying to demonstrate that the sign gifts are present and that the power of the Spirit is compelling me to do all of these various things. Well, that's not what the idea of being filled with the Spirit actually means in the dispensation of the grace of God. And we know that because the Apostle Paul defines exactly what this means. And that's defined, if we flip over to Colossians chapter number 3, we're going to see how Those same things that we saw in verses 19, 20, and 21 of Ephesians chapter number 5 are actually being spoken of, but he uses a different phrase rather than being filled with the Spirit. We're going to start in Colossians 3 in verse number 16. 
where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So the idea of being filled with the Spirit comes from the fact of how Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. And the word of God dwells in an individual when they study the word of God rightly divided. When they apply the principle of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 to their daily Bible study, study the show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And it's very clear, study is work. It's hard work to study the word of God, to take it in so that way there's something that the spirits can use to communicate with the spirit that's inside of us. You know, the passage, you go and look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 where it talks about how the spirit works inside of us comparing spiritual things with spiritual and that's taking the word of God which has been built up in us so that way the spirit compares those verses to give us the insight into what the word of God actually says that's how the word of God dwells in us that's the renewing of the mind that the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans chapter number 12. You know, this is why you see Paul bringing this up in epistle after epistle so we individuals can understand that they have a responsibility to take in the word so that way it can have a true impact on them so that way they can function in the manner that God intends for them to function which includes the fact that the will of God is that we would be thankful. And we see how Paul demonstrates that idea of being thankful. Let's turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. And we're going to see here in this passage how Paul actually talks about this idea of being thankful for them. I read, read verses 4 and 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. It says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge. And we see how Paul describes this and talks about the fact that he thanked God always on their behalf. He was thankful for the... And what he's talking about being thankful for is that they were growing in the knowledge of what the Word of God actually says. He was thankful that they were studying and attempting to have that growth, attempting to function properly as the members of the body of Christ. 
and you see that issue of being thankful let's turn over to first timothy chapter number four and we're going to see here in a passage that you know talks about what it is that we are supposed to be eating here and in first timothy chapter number four we're going to read here verses four and five for every creature of god is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by the word of god and prayer the thankfulness is when we are going to eat you know just as you know the word nourishes our spiritual you know the spiritual part of who we are we pray over our food with that prayer and thanksgiving so that way the food can nourish our physical body. You know, and that's the response. You know, so we can eat all things. We don't have to worry about all those restrictions that were laid out in Leviticus chapter number 11 in the law. The only thing that Paul's instructing us to do is that we should be sanctifying it by the word of God in prayer. As, and that prayer being associated with thanksgiving. Now, the one thing I want to look at, you know, related to this idea of being thankful, is that as Paul began his epistles, he talked about individuals that did not display the idea of being thankful for things. And let's turn over to Romans chapter number one. And we're going to see as we turn over to this passage that he's going to talk about these individuals here and talk about the problem that this causes for them in their life. We're going to start here in Romans 1 and verse 18, and we're going to read down through verse number 23. Verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse." Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image they made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things." And we see how the result of these individuals is that they start with the fact that they are not glorifying God as who he is and as par partnered up with that is the fact that they're not thankful. And the end result of that is that they get farther and farther away from the truth of who God is, and get farther and farther away from 
the program of what God actually intends for us to do. God has made it very clear that he's given instructions to the Apostle Paul. He's given us doctrine that we are supposed to be following. He's given us a gospel that we're to be proclaiming. He's given us the responsibility to be functioning as ambassadors for Christ, preaching this message to individuals. It is up to us to actually be doing those things and to be displaying the thankfulness that God intends for us to actually be displaying as part of who we are as the members of the body of Christ. Now, next time we'll pick up and continue looking at some things in verse number 9 of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 3. Now, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have audio files from our messages when we were able to meet together. We have information about how to watch our Sunday services live as they're being broadcast on Facebook. They're actually being broadcast on Pastor Leroy Reed's Facebook page. We also have information about how to join our Wednesday night Bible study through a conference call option as well. And as always, if you have any questions, comments about anything on our website, anything you hear in our broadcast, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. Until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.